Welcome to The Short-Term Show, the show about short-term rentals and long-term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short-term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. If you're interested in buying a short-term rental in one of the top vacation markets in America, just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected with an Agent. If you purchase a home with the shop, you'll have access to all of our client-only benefits, such as training on how to manage your short-term rental. So we'll teach you everything you need to know from how to set up your Airbnb and Verbo listings to how to use the property management software that you'll need to streamline your business, all the way down to helping you source your local boots on the ground, like cleaners, handy people, etc. We've taught thousands of people just like you how to buy and manage their vacation homes from anywhere in the world. So head on over to theshorttermshop.com and click get connected with an agent to get started. I do have to mention that we're brokered by eXp or else I get in trouble. We'll see you guys over there. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Short-Term Show. I have a really cool guest today who's going to teach you some things about alternative or extra streams of income with your short-term rental. You may know who I'm talking about already, Annie Sloan. How's it going? Um, It is going extremely well today. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for asking. So, Um, will you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. First of all, I'm in Texas today. Um, I live in Oakland, California, but I'm in Texas today I actually have I don't know if you're showing video but I'm at, I actually brought my cowboy boots so that oh, I love them. <laughs> um, about me a little bit about me so uh, I'm a short-term rental host I have been a short-term rental host super host since uh before Airbnb existed uh I used to um rent out my place in San Francisco on Craigslist uh wow. which <laughs> Um, the OG rental arbitrager over here, um, in San Francisco. And it was really sketchy. As you can imagine, I'd be like, yeah, um, give me a copy of your license. Like I had no idea, you know, what I was doing. Um, so I've been a rental host forever. Uh, I've also been in the tech industry forever. Um, prior to the host co I was a creative director at Facebook. And prior to that, I was a creative director at Twitter. Um, both of which have new names which I cannot like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, that's essentially how I got here today. I, you know, as a short-term rental host, and I've done it in multiple different cities, I would always notice that one, my guests would ask the same thing over and over again. You can kind of predict what they're going to ask when they're going to ask it, right? Um, I've got rentals in Joshua Tree, Midnight, your guests who are rather tipsy around the fireplace have run out of the free fire, which you gave you gave them, and they're gonna text you or your property manager and they're gonna say, Hey, where do we get more firewood? And they're, you know, they're in Landers, Landers, California, 30 miles from a store, right? Um, so over time, just kept noticing, hey, we're getting the same questions over and over again. And also being in tech and being a big nerd, like, hey, there's all these operational inefficiencies. So background being me, I was like, I'm going to build something. So I built this little beta tech to just put in my own rentals. Um, and essentially, that's what brought us here today is um, I left my job to start the host co. Um, and uh, the rest is history. Okay, hang on. Back up to Craigslist. <laughs> Do- 
Do you have any horror stories from Craigslist? Because since then we've had a Craigslist serial killer. We've had some things. <laughs> so I did that ever like anything ever go wrong with that? You know, no, it didn't. Um, it didn't. And that's, I think, why I kept doing it. I think if it had, <laughs> that would have been crazy. I've also done quite a bit of renting out places for film and TV. Okay. Um, that's like my deeper background. And the funny thing about that, it's not so weird, but it's like weird science. So there's this movie, old movie, weird science, right? Um, where everything is put back, but like two inches different than it was, right? There's things where you're like, wait, those two plugs were in a different position. Everything's exactly the same after they come and shoot. You get paid, it's great. Except that everything's just slightly, you know, like two inches different and it kind of makes you crazy. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, I'm glad you never had any bad Craigslist experiences. Were you living there too? Like, were they coming and spending the night with you in the house? Uh, No. Oh, I was always leaving. So I was okay. a real travel nut. So yeah, I'd be like, oh, I want to go to Guatemala for a month or something like that. Okay, Let me find someone on Craigslist or two weeks or even a week because, you know, San Francisco is expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my first exposure to Airbnb was living in Brooklyn and my roommate's boyfriend who was in a band when he would go on tour, he would Airbnb his room out. And then eventually he started renting a bunch of apartments in Brooklyn and Airbnb those. It was, it was really before the, the term arbitrage was a thing. And I was like, man, like he just doesn't want to have a job. Like what? I thought it was like, so um, like slackery and stuff. And like, here I am 10, yeah. 15 years later, however long ago that was. But uh, yeah, that's just, you know, what it, what it used to be. So you're an OG. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully no ser- serial killers yet. Oh, so. no. <laughs> you ever wonder like how close you've actually come to a serial killer? Like have you ever passed one on the street or something? Um, I feel like, yes, again, being San Francisco, <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> Zodiac yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> all right. Anyway, back, back to the, what we're actually here to talk about. Okay. So let's talk about, um, what your current rental portfolio is, if any, and then we'll get into Hostco and what all that is. Cause I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah. So my current rental portfolio is pretty small. Uh, one in Joshua Tree and one in Oakland, California. Um, my co-founder of the Host Co. He started Times Eight Real Estate, Times Eight Real Estate and Property Management, and uh, he has a much larger portfolio. But they had this really interesting model that you guys perhaps talked about on the show. But he and a designer from HGTV that we all used to work with. Um, they left HGTV and they started this property management real estate company. And their model was, we're going to find homes in distress, just straight up hoarder shacks, you know, and worse in vacation areas, primarily in California. So uh, Tahoe, Death Valley near Vegas, um, Joshua Tree. And we're going to flip them because we certainly know how to, you know, flip houses quickly. We've done it a lot. Um, And then sell them furnished as a ready to go uh, rental. So the day you buy it, here are your keys. The listing is already ready to go. We are your property management company. And do you want to rent it tomorrow? The Wi-Fi is on. Everything's done for you. And they can charge a premium, not only for the design, but because it is, you know, it takes people, most people, even if they've done it before, it takes months to get your rental up and running and you're missing out on that revenue, right? Right. 
Um, so they built that up over time quite quickly and got into the 10, 20s, 30s, um, both on the property management side and on the um, the flipping side. And then some of them, they'd be like, oh, we love this house so much. We're not going to sell it. We're just going to keep owning it and renting it ourselves. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's really cool. That's a cool yeah. model. All right. So let's talk about, you kind of went into surface level, how HostCo was born, but let's go into that a little bit deeper. So what exactly when you say, um, you know, things that guests might need like firewood, et cetera, what other types of things might someone who's renting an Airbnb decide they need at the last minute that you might be able to provide with this? So what we do is we model needs after one, what we hear from, we now have had 80,000 guests go to stores and we have a chat bot on it. So we know exactly what guests are looking for and what they're asking for. And then we also model needs after hotels. And if you look at hotels, the top things that people are going to need and ask for, obviously uh, alterations, things like a late checkout, early check-in, uh, I forgot to add my pet, things like that. But next you have wellness, massage, facial, um, anything involving wellness. And then you have food and Bev, uh, and then you have products or you have special occasion items, but our biggest sellers uh, are, and our most connected things are massage, chef, um, late checkout, pool heating, things that you can upcharge for, but we make it just super, super simple. Um, and then you get into kind of special occasion things, fresh flower delivery, special birthday cake drop off. And then you get into retail things. Retails are things are a little bit harder because the delivery is sometimes a little bit harder, but firewood, big seller, my goodness, phone chargers are like everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> phone and computer chargers. I'm guilty of that myself and yeah. contact solution. Me too. All of those <laughs> things. And then you have to share it with other people and you're like, Hey, sorry, can I borrow that again? You know? Um, those are really big sellers. And then um, getting down to things like souvenirs as well. So uh, we have hosts on the platform who some people literally all they sell is Christmas ornaments in the shape of North Carolina, and they sell them all year and every guest buys them. And then we have people that are doing like $3,000 sales at a time. And it's like, a, you know, a wine country estate, and they're selling four massages, a chef's dinner for eight a guided hike and a late checkout. Okay, so let's call me a guest. Let's walk me through what the guest experience looks like. So I'm checking into, let's say that place in California. And at what point am I presented with the option of, hey, did you know you could book a massage or a chef? What does that look like and where? So let's say you book a place in California um, could be Airbnb, could be Verbo, could be direct, right? Right after you book, uh, whatever way you booked, let's say you booked on Airbnb, you're going to get a message on Airbnb that says, Hey, we're so excited to have you stay. Can't wait. Just like you'd normally send a, you know, message. If you'd like any services or amenities while you're here, check out our store. And that is a link to a storefront. And that storefront is branded to look exactly like the listing. So it might be like cozy cabin, Joshua tree, whatever it is. Right. And in that, you will see all of the items that are available and connected to that rental. So, hey, we're definitely going to want alcohol delivery. We're definitely going to want baby equipment. Um, oh, me and my friend Joshua Tree, we want a Reiki healer. We want that, you know, sommelier to come and do a two-hour wine class in the house. Mm -hmm. So everything happens, that store, right after you book, when you're already thinking about 
uh, your planning. And then what most hosts do is they just automate it, just like you would with all of your other messaging. Send it out 14 days again before they arrive. And we can send that out via email. And we're soon SMS. Hey, uh, if you're 14 days out, if you want to book any services, um, do it now, right? Because most things have a lead time on them. And then also when you're in the house, again, many people, we have fridge magnets that are QR codes. So if they do have things that are on site or if they're staying for, if it's a longer term rental property, they're going to want those things. So in longer term rentals, we are connected to dog walking services. We're connected to Peloton rental, right? If you're going for three months, you might want some of those things throughout your stay. Okay, so let's switch my perspective from guest to host now. So I now own the place in California and I have guests coming and we've got this this store set up. What is, who's fulfilling these things? Am I fulfilling it? Like if somebody books a massage, is it my job to go book that and connect it or how to, who's, who's doing the actual backend operations of that? The good thing is you're doing nothing because doing anything is a pain in the bleep. So let's say you go, Oh, I really, you know, I heard about the host co I want to host co store. You sign up. Here's my email. Um, here's my first rental. Here's the zip code. As soon as you type that in, it's going to make you a store that has a custom web link and it's going to automatically port in every service that we've approved in that area, which we don't do. We have very high quality standards. So the local massage person, the dog walker that's vetted in insurance, et cetera. Um, uh, and then any other things you want to port in there, you can also do things like late checkout because it's instant, but primarily those services is what you're going to want. You can add that web link to any of your outgoing messaging. When a guest makes a purchase, they say, hey, I want a massage for this day at this time. Um, here's my name, my email, my phone number. That information goes as a request to the vendor. So we lock up the money. They put in their credit card, um, okay, $200 or whatever it is. That vendor says, great, I can do it. And that vendor then finishes every part of logistics with the guest. You do nothing. You know how I um, how I was talking about that wine country? We have a, a woman who has a wine country state in Temecula, California. And this is the best part. She joined like a week earlier. She started a host coast store and she had our largest sale ever. It was $3,600 from one guest. And it was while she was sleeping and she woke up. And so if it's, um, if it's a service that is curated by the host co, you get 10% of the sale. So if it's um, alcohol delivery, you get 10% of the sale. So that's the revenue stream portion of it. She woke up and she was like, wait, I just made $360 while I was asleep. And we were like, yeah. And you don't need to do anything because it's all coordinated between the guest and the vendor. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So what about those things that you might have to keep a stock of? So like you mentioned in your example about the Joshua Tree people who are like, oh crap, I'm drunk and I can't get firewood. Um, how do, where is that kept? Does someone, is that someone local that's like on call 24 seven that comes with the firewood or how does that work? So with on-site products, there's a few ways you can do it. The way that I do it is I just have, I get, I have a cord of wood and I have my guy put it in bundles and I have it like out behind the garage. Uh, so your guest, when they buy it, they don't know where it is until they get their receipt. So they are going to buy it. It's like a tile one click. Great. Your receipt says, thank you for purchasing. Take only what you've purchased. The firewood is behind the shed under a tarp in a bundle. And for me, that works really well. Uh, we have inventory management as well. So if you, what you can do 
if you want to sell products on site, again, you're going to make a lot of money because you're going to get 100% of that revenue, but you do have to do a little bit of the work, like phone chargers, right? So um, you can get a bunch of phone chargers. You can put them in a drawer that's locked and we can do a code, or we actually connect to Wi-Fi um, locks where the guests can just hold up their phone, which seems like it's 20 years in the future. Uh, mm -hmm. But most people, if they have items on site, they just have them in an out-of-the-way space and they leave uh, the instructions of where they are after purchase. We also have terms of service that say, I am only taking what I'm responsible for. But the end part of that is you can connect um, to inventory management an additional person. So my fire guy knows when I'm running low or when I sold all my firewood, it emails him and says, hey, dude, um, could you do another, you know, add another thing and they can invoice me, et cetera. Um, or you can, I mean, you can attach your cleaner, you can attach your property manager, you can attach your sister who does portrait photography you know, on North Carolina beaches where everyone wants to wear the matching outfits, <laughs> portraits taken, et cetera. So it's a, it's a very much automated system because as a host and particularly my co-founder, we're like, we don't want to do more work. We want to do less work. Right. Yeah, and the intention, yeah, exactly. of, yeah, the intention of this product is, can we make more money, but do it in such an automated way that it actually reduces the number of questions that guests are asking so in many cases, if your guest is asking for something, at least for us and most of our users now, it becomes like, okay, they understand they either have to pay for it or it's not there. So like late checkout, right? That kind of thing. Oh, wow. It reduces people asking because they're going to pay for it or not. And I will say in that regard too, there is like, oh, don't nickel and dime people. Like, why are you nickel and dime? Which I totally agree. If you can afford to give things for free, give them for free right? Like I can't give a massage for free, but of course I'm going to leave a welcome basket and a bottle of wine. Um, and we also say, Hey, if you're going to sell things, don't sell things for under $20. It needs to be like, Hey, if you need anything, or we have these additional services available, not like, Oh, that coffee pods, $8, go to your host coast store. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So you don't want to like make it a nickel and dimey thing where there are ho like hospitality items that should be there anywhere anyway, like for example, coffee, shampoo, things like that. We're not going to charge you for things that should be there anyway. Yeah. Cause that's tacky. Um, yeah, we still want to be hospitable. So is this available in only certain markets to host or is it available everywhere or where are we right now? It's available everywhere in the U.S. at this Ooh. point. Yeah, okay. we have users who are um, using it overseas. And um, it's so great that they want to use it so badly that they're like using a U.S. address. And then we'll get an email that's like, hey, something's sold in Italy. But it is available in the U.S. And curated vendors are available in about 100 cities. Um, and what we do, since we have that chat bot on both the guest and the host side, we take recommendations of like, hey, we're in Duluth. And we're always recommending this guy doing this thing. Or we're on this island in Florida where nobody can drive a car, but I'm recommending the same guy every week for a golf cart rental that's $1,000. Um, it's my time making that recommendation. Can I get a cut of that for my time? Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So if I'm, say I want to open up in a market or I'm a host and I'm buying something in a market where there are not necessarily curated vendors yet, how long does it take for you guys to set something like that up typically? Um, it usually takes a couple of weeks. So there's two ways to do it. You can actually attach your own vendor and do it completely yourself. Um, you're, you have to pay them out because uh, they're your own vendor. 
right? Um, but let's say your brother is a tiki bar. I mean, I don't know how many people want a tiki bar at their Airbnb, but or their rental, but let's just say um, your brother is a bartender that does a tiki bar. You can you can add your own products. So if you're like, I'm already recommending my brother doing a tiki bar, right? You can add him in the platform um, and connect his information and collect the payment. So you can add all of your own vendors or Here's an example too. We have campsites that use us now that are like, hey, you oh. city folk. I know it's kind <laughs> of crazy because we've used this from peer space. We have um we have co-working spaces. It's just essentially like retail enablement, right? In a space that didn't exist. But we have campsites and the guys working at the campsite are like, I want to make some extra money. So we're gonna make a store in that store. We're gonna say, We'll we'll set up your fire for you. We'll take down your tent for you because you're hungover. <laughs> you know, or like you can use one of our tents, right? And I would totally do that. I taking down a tent in the heat. It's hideous. Yeah. Hideous. It up. Yeah. <laughs> it's I can never like it's I, I don't do tents anymore, by the way. I've switched to RVs for partially this exact reason, but it's impossible for me, even with reading instructions, to get a tent together with the poles and everything. So I would that's something I would totally pay for. Yes, you guys do that for me. I can't. Yeah, like save your marriage. Have someone else yes. set up the t- <laughs> exactly. Um, so we've had not only that, we've had property managers set up a, a mobile tattoo artist for the week of Coachella. We've had which I had to make sure it was legal in California, which it is. Um, we have had property managers set up beer burrows, which are donkeys that will walk around the property with saddlebags full of beer. Um, you know, and for a the weird. I mean, I like it I, now that I know that exists. That is something that I would I would do for a party. But like, how in the hell did you come up with that? I mean, and the, well, that's the beauty of it is that every single day I look at the sales, you know, hundreds of sales and see the creativity of hosts who are like, I'm in this one location and people come here for this one thing. Or we do bachelor parties all the time. Every bachelor party is going to want those beer burrows just for the Instagram photos. And then the marketing of it is they're going to show all their friends who are also going to want to stay there for that reason. So um, you can build out your own items or you can go through us. And what we do is we make sure they have a very strong cancellation policy. They have their insurance, right? It's very nailed down. So it takes a few weeks to, I'd say a month. If you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to attach my person, even though they get all the scheduling and all the automation information. I want you guys to do it. And the cool thing is, this is the, this is kind of the, cherry on top for me is when we add a vendor to a city, every other host in that city can see that vendor. So it's actually pulling the money from the tourism just further into the local economy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm still on, I'm still on beer burrows. Sorry. <laughs> it's genius, but like who the hell thought of that? No, I don't I love I it. Do not know. <laughs> I do love it though. Sell with the short-term shop. Are you looking to sell your short-term rental or even 1031 into a different property? Our team of realtors will work hard to get you the most for your investment. We are experts in our field and would love to earn your business. When it's time to sell, call the shop, theshorttermshop.com. That's theshorttermshop.com, brokered by eXp. This episode is brought to you by Short-Term Rental Listing Advice. Join this Facebook group and post your listing to get advice from other hosts, including myself, on how you can improve your listing. 
or just post your property so you can show off. Join us at strlistingadvice.com. That's strlistingadvice.com. So what is the cost to me as a host if I decide, you know what, I think I want one of these things. What? How does the payment work from, from me to you guys? So there is free, first of all, it's free to start and use. Uh, and we get 7% of your sales. Um, and then we add a um, we add a convenience fee to the guest. That's 8%. But I mean, if you're selling a $100 item, us getting $7 is probably not too bad, right? From you. Yeah. Um, right. And then we have a model that starts at $15 where we don't take any of it. It's 0%. So, you know, if you are selling, we have people, this is insane to me because honestly, you can do this on the OTAs too, like late checkout, early check-in, but ours is one button Apple Pay. It pings you with a request or your property manager. They say yes or no. And then it, you know, takes the money and then you're done. Like it SMS is the person who says, great, you're approved, right? We had a woman who has a number of properties in one compound. Her payout last month was $10,000. Oh, wow. Isn't that insane? I mean, that's blowing my mind and I'm the one who made this software, right? Um, and she is on a higher tier. So we don't get any percent of that. You know, we don't take any commission on it, but it's free and free forever uh, to start and use with a 7% commission. Okay. So 7% commission or what's the higher, like that didn't register with my brain, the higher tier. It's $15, $15 for now it's $15. Okay. So it's yeah. $15 per transaction. No, per month. per month. Oh yeah. That's really affordable. Yeah, it is it's really. Like you're losing money if you don't do it. <laughs> we always have how we're able to essentially stay in business is we get, we add 8% when the guest checks out. So as you as a host, it's never going to affect you. That 8% guess generally because it's a convenience that they're paying for, it's not a problem, right? They're not like, oh, that 8%. You know, they're expecting that from a hotel when you're like $30 bottle of Fiji water when you're in Las Vegas, right? That's me every time. And they get me with the <laughs> the bag of Skittles, like the, the branded bag of Skittles, always the Skittles. It's at the Cosmopolitan. They have the Skittles and the gummy bears. And I can't stop with the Skittles and I ended up spending like, you know, 30 bucks on Skittles. Yeah, so always, yeah. <laughs> always. Even if there's, in New York, I do this all the time. I'll be somewhere and there'll be a bodega like downstairs, right? But if it's at a hotel, I'm like, I don't want to go downstairs. I'll buy these $10 chips that are like eight chips in a bag. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They get me every time with that mini bar. Yeah. So do you, what is there... Across all markets, is there a most popular, let's do two most popular, most popular like luxury add-on that people do and then a most popular thing that people always forget that they have to ask for like a phone charger? Um, massage is definitely number one. Um, number one. And we do local massage companies, but we also back that up with companies like Soothe and Zeal. So we know that they're, I mean, we've done, we've had massages in, Oak Island, North Carolina, you know, so it's pretty, it's almost national now, the saturation of that. Mm -hmm. um, on site items, people sell snacks uh, and that does really, really well. What they generally do is they'll have a box or a bag of snacks and they'll have them like in the way part of the house. So um, if you'd like a, and especially better if it's even like local snacks, right? And they'll do 20 bucks. Yeah. 
Um, also sunblock full, again, full size, nice sunblock. Don't, don't be rude. Like give someone sunblock, but I personally am not going to like, if you, people are just going to take the huge sunblock. It's just like when you leave out a bunch of coffee, you're like, did you brew 19 pots of coffee? Like I'll give you the nice Mason jar of coffee, but you know, um, late check again, late checkout, which surprised me because you can do it on the OTAs, but, yeah. um, and spa heating also has been one because they're just last minute, like, oh, hey, don't forget this thing. And it's also cheaper, especially if you're on our $15 model. We don't take any commission. So if it's on an OTA, they're taking some commission for your late checkout or your spot heating or whatever it is. But it's a $0 commission on our side. So that's why I think that's why we see so much of it. Oh, yeah. So, that, yeah, that we've got a pool property that it's heated. But, it, you know, we do have to charge extra if you want us to heat it. So that would be something that would really easily just tie right in. So what do, what do people typically charge for like an early check-in or a late checkout? What's that worth to people? Um, it, usually the most common thing we see is $25 an hour. And most no one's going to ask for a one hour late checkout. So $50 late checkout. We have some larger properties that charge $100, which I'm just shocked at, to be honest. I think I would, even if I was in a nice property, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Um, but they're selling it and they're selling it over and over again. Um, we see some people doing $30 for two hours as well. Um, and then generally, if it goes past that, no. But here's the other part of that is if you are, and I imagine most people listening are a host, you don't know until that day, you know, or you don't know. People can't ask for a late checkout two weeks in advance because you don't right. know if you're going to book that day, right? Um, and if you're cleaner, so being able to do it last minute um, and they can say, they can specify I want one hour, I want two hours, I want three hours. And they can also ask you for a requested start time. I mean, most people will know when they're checking. Well, I don't know, 50% of people are going to know when they're actually <laughs> out in. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And I guess you always have to like kind of check in with the cleaners to make sure that, you know, you're not on a turn, you don't have somebody checking in that afternoon so they can't really do a late checkout. So does that automatically connect with the cleaners also to check on that? Yeah, your cleaner can actually approve it. So your cleaner, oh, it'll send them. Yeah. So it can be, hey, cleaner, um, Annie Sloan at Cozy Tahoe Cabin is requesting a late checkout tomorrow. And if you have some people, you can say, I want three people to receive this request email. And whichever one of them sees it first can decide. Or I just want to send it to my cleaner. She can request or they can request and approve it. Um, and I don't want to have anything to do with it. And then we'll all recoup the extra funds because it's already it just pays it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this really is like very well thought through to where you really don't, it's not because my, my fear with something like this would be, oh man, I don't really want to create more, more tasks yeah. for myself, but it doesn't. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess that, the, the reason that you designed it that way. <laughs> I mean, cause I think everyone's tried this. I've done this where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to leave something on the counter, Venmo me or whatever it is. But it's just that person then ends up texting you. And they're like, oh, what is the last four of your phone number for the vet? It just ends up being so much more work. Mm -hmm. And it is not worth the revenue if for any more work because you're already putting out fires left and right. It has to be like, oh, I said it and forget it. Because with our vendors, we update them dynamically as well. So they just automatically port into your store. We don't have any like crazy vendors, right? It's it's all very normal vendors, but they just automatically port into your store. So you can take your store link, put it in your automated message and be like, oh, besides late checkout, but Everything else be like, oh, I totally forgot about it. And I just gonna, you know, get a PayPal every month. Yeah. Okay. 
That's awesome. Well, what is there anything else that you think we need to cover on this that I haven't asked about that our listeners would, you know, need to potentially know about this? That is a very good question. Um, I think the only thing to think about is, and I, if you are not managing your own properties, or if you're, yeah, if you're not the like boots on the ground property manager, you might not know what your guests are asking for because your property manager is probably not telling you because they're just saying no. Yeah. Right. Um, and when you, even before you have a host coast store, which takes like 60 seconds to set up, but <laughs> even before that, start listening more to what your guests are actually asking. I mean, they're going to ask you like where to go to dinner and all that kind of stuff, but, um, or ask your property manager to start listening because it's like, it's like the leaky bucket of revenue, right? Um, this is another example of this, which does in, um, Southern California, we now have some boutique hotels that are using us as well. And they've been like, well, everybody that comes here wants a beach setup because they're coming from out of town. They're not bringing their like, you know, their chairs and their, and their cooler and everything. Um, so we found them a vendor and this is now all over Orange County where the vendor will go and they'll set up your beach setup for you and they can just show up. Right. Or we had another person say that kind of a boutique hotel, everyone goes to this arts festival near us and we need, um, everyone wants like a picnic basket full of food and the store, the nearest store is far away, right? We at the host code would have had no clue because it is really down to that hyper localized thing, right? We're like, okay, uh, we'll find you a vendor that will do, um, that will do these picnic baskets for you. And you can start, you know, sell them probably for a hundred dollars, like picnic basket for three people or whatever. And that just solved their problem. People stopped asking. But again, it gets back to the beer burrows and like the mobile tattoo artist. Um, just really think about what people want and then automate it. Beer burrows. A mobile tattoo artist is genius too, but it's that's not so like out there in terms of, I think I'm going to get some donkeys and throw some bags on them and let them walk around with beer. <laughs> I think that that property manager, her friend did it. The same property manager had her sister who does tintype photography. She okay. added her as a vendor too, right? And she can charge like $750 for the beer burrows. It's like a whole day, you know, whatever. It's also outside of LA. So all the hipsters are going to go, right? Uh, and then she can pay out that, that beer burrow vendor like $400 because it's her um, product. She can just set whatever prices she wants. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm very, very fascinated with this and, and what all you could, could add to it. Um, cause I mean around here, so I live on 30A, but there's like a cheese board person that delivers and stuff like that. And there's just so many, there's a, a mobile hibachi man who has like a, a portable hibachi grill who will come to your house and do that, which is really cool. I haven't done it. I haven't had a reason to yet, but I really want to. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So there, yeah, there's lots of really awesome stuff that I think people would love to do. They just don't know and they don't want to coordinate it. So. Yeah. I think we actually know the hibachi guy on 38. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, how many could there possibly be <laughs> around here? <laughs> but how great for your like family reunion. Um, we had someone during the Super Bowl do charcuterie boards in the shape of the team logo. So you, oh, nice. you know, we can do like, uh, you know, event-based stuff too, but um, you and your bros or you and your Super Bowl party, like how rad if that shows up, right? Yeah, that's really cool. 
Yeah. Super cool. Well, this is genius. This is a really genius product, I think. So congratulations (laughs) on starting a cool company. I'm very (laughs) impressed. (laughs) Me, one random person. Um, Yeah, that's really cool. cool. So how many users do you guys have? So we just hit our 3000th signup. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is great. Our next year is all about the PMS integrations um, and integrating with just simply with even companies like StayFi. So it routes you directly to the store, you know, touch stay. And so you probably work with all these guys, but um, just deeper into big touch stay. Yeah, I love them. And if you you go, um, you can make a tile. We actually have a video on this that just says, it's in your touch day guidebook that then says, um, shop amenities and services. So then it's always there. Yeah. Um, um, but what the thing we get asked, especially at conferences, is like, oh, do you integrate with X? Because I'd like to see the information about this purchase in my folio or whatever it is. So yeah, this next year is all about just cranking through a lot of the property management software integrations. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I could continue asking questions about this all day, <laughs> but uh, we're coming to the end of our time. So we're going to ask you the final three questions that we ask everyone who comes on. First one, what advice would you give 20-year-old Annie? Um, the advice I would give 20-year-old Annie is jump in. I think that um, you can't learn or study your way to something. You got to jump in, sloppy, messy, jump in. You're going to make mistakes, but just jump in because that's how you're going to learn 10x as fast. I think with short-term rentals too. Um, and don't worry about don't worry about looking sloppy or messy with it. Just jump in and start. Great, great advice. Similar question, slightly different. So for a new short-term rental investor who's looking to get started today, which is a very weird time yeah. in the economy slash real estate cycle, we're at the in September, no, we're in August, August, end of August, 2023. What advice would you have for a new short-term rental investor who's looking to get started today? I would say, especially right now, um, look at the long-term picture. So I found this in my own short-term rentals too. The money is not going to be made in the cash flow. For some people it is, they like hit on some amazing property. The money is going to be made in the longer-term equity play because even when you make money, you're like, oh man, you know, we need a new lawn. We can make more money if we have a new lawn, right? Oh, you know, uh, we should resurface that pool because we can make more money, which is true. But much of your cash flow in this is my experience and definitely my peers' experience, I'd say, in short-term rentals, is going to go into the house. And then the equity is the much longer term play. So don't think about it like, oh, I, I'm barely getting by this year. You know, in five years, it's going to be a different situation. Totally agree with that. Also great advice. <laughs> and last question, what is your favorite book that's impacted your mindset? Um, I'm going to say the book Be Here Now, which is like hippie. You know, you'd see it and it looks really hippy dippy, but um, it is just all about being present and enjoying all of it. And I would say it is really about surfing the ocean and not the wave. Oh, uh, yeah, that has been a good phrase Yeah, (laughs) that I need to repeat to myself all the time. But especially with running a startup, it's like, okay, this is again, this is a this is a much larger thing. So don't get don't get tumbled in that one wave. Right. I get tumbled in the one wave all the time (laughs) when I get like irritated, like one little thing goes kind of wrong or something. And I'm like, 
stuck in it and I'm obsessed with it for two or three hours. And then all the other things that I needed to do that day suffer because yeah. I'm caught up in that wave. So I haven't even read the book, but it, uh, that definitely resonated with me already. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to check it out. Cool. Well, Annie, thanks so much for coming on. If our listeners want to sign up, follow you, all that, how can they do that? They can go to www.thehost.co. Uh, and they can also find us on Instagram at the host company. We've got a, a community of almost 18,000 hosts now in our social community where we talk about different types of upsells, the creative ones we see, but www.thehost.co is where to get started. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hopefully you get some signups from this. I know I'm going to sign up because this is really cool. So thank you again so much for coming. Awesome. Thank you. This has been so fun. I hope to see you soon. Yeah, I, we got to be crossing paths sometime here in the conferences and stuff. I don't think we are in the fall. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so, but maybe. Or we'll just run into each other. <laughs> yeah, we'll just. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>